0: Today is your day for a daily dose of inspiration. If you are a teacher, I know exactly how it feels to just feel like what you're doing is blah. Or maybe you need a little kick in your step. If you're a homeschool mom, I know how it feels too, that things just aren't working or might feel off. And today I'm gonna give you an idea to spark a light. This isn't gonna be anything big or daunting. It's not a task. I just want you to consider an idea because I know that sometimes the light dims a little bit, but here's the thing. The light doesn't have to go out forever. You just need to put a little extra voltage into what you are plugging away at. Now it's October and this feeling of change is really inevitable. Even in the state of Florida, when we don't get massive changes in our seasons there's just a different feeling in the air especially if you started schooling in August or September you've gotten a few things underneath your belt you've tried out different tactics schedules rotations activities and you're starting to see what's working what's not working you're starting to feel a slight shift even when I taught in public school before starting our micro school even when I was a mom and realized my perspectives were changing, I knew that things were just going to begin looking different each month, each season, each year. And you're never going to keep doing the same thing. You'll always need to switch things up. But it doesn't have to make you feel frustrated or it's just not working or guilty or mad or make you... Honestly, sometimes if you don't really have an inspiration, you can feel drabby you can feel hopeless. Sometimes it can even take us down a dark tunnel of what am I doing? Why did I choose to do this? Why am I in this career? Why did I choose to homeschool? What have I gotten myself into? And a lot of times it comes because you just need a little bit of encouragement, a little shifting, a little change, some inspiration. And here's the thing, our visions will change as a teacher and as a homeschool mom. And I know that you know these moments—the moments when you dreamed it would be so so good, and it's gonna look like this, and it's gonna feel like this, and it's gonna sound like this—and then the reality sets in that it's not doing, that it's it's not working, or that's not how you envisioned it. You may even start to feel uninspired. And I know that you want to feel alive and creative and joyful in what you do. You don't want another to-do list. You don't want another craft. You don't want another schedule change. You just need some freshness in your day. So I want you to consider what it is that I am about to get into. Let's do it. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Oftentimes, when I begin meeting with teachers, For parents who are starting their micro school when they're going through our coaching program, I will see their excitement and their passion because they start talking about what they want it to look like and what curriculum they're going to choose. Or maybe they feel frustrated because they don't know what curriculum to choose. And I speak to a lot of homeschooling parents as well. They just don't know where to start. They don't know which one to choose. They've gone to conventions or maybe they've been watching things on YouTube or looking at Pinterest and reading blog posts, listening to podcasts. They don't know if they should choose this curriculum or go online or choose a certain design for their classroom or their school room. There's just so many options out there. And it's why we became teachers. It's why we wanted to start homeschooling our children. And so I always say, okay, take a step back. This is awesome. We need to write this down. We need to capture this. But we also know that that is, if you look at our roadmap for building a micro school or even in homeschooling, Really valuable learning comes in step six when we really start to hash things out. That's really step six. If you are unfamiliar with our eight steps to building your micro school or homeschooling business, please check it out at www.teachersletyourlightshine.com roadmap because that's a really great picture of where you, if you're feeling as if you don't know where to get started or maybe you need to revamp something there are eight steps or there are eight pillars of creating your homeschooling business and pillar six step six is to create valuable student learning well that actually is really the forefront of why we do what we do but you'll find that even in this step it's always a continuation you're never going to stop here at step six and go okay i got my student learning and that's all i need to do because you're always going to be refining And when I find that when I am feeling as if I'm in a slump or I'm unmotivated or I'm uninspired in my career or in my teaching, maybe you don't look forward to it every morning. Maybe you're not interested in what you're studying. Maybe you don't like the way that the schedule feels. I encourage you to do this one thing. This is one thing. I encourage you to look at a different method. Now hear me out, a different method, a different way of doing what you're doing, a different strategy, unlike what you have learned to do. Let me go into this a little bit deeper. When I first started my micro school, I had this vision of what I wanted student learning to look like outside in nature, crafts, projects, field trips, getting hands dirty, building art music just being alive and being creative I listened to several homeschooling podcasts I knew I was going to homeschool my daughters but I also knew that I needed to create an income my children were not preschool children anymore I did not realize that I could actually begin homeschooling other children creating a income substantial income for my family doing what I love being at home and being with my kids so I knew what I wanted And when I first started, I went very quickly back into the traditional method of teaching. Why? Because that's all I knew. It's just like my mom thinking that she always needs to go to the bank to deposit a check. That's what her mom did and that's what she's always done. And there's actually a new method called mobile banking where you can take a picture of your check and it can be deposited into your bank account and it can save you tons of time, money, and frustration. And Learning that new method really changed her life, but she just always kept doing what she had known to do. And if you are a teacher and you especially have taught in public school or private school, or if you came from public or private school, you know the traditional method of what quote unquote school looks like. And you may not even understand, or maybe you do know of different methods because you came out of college and as a teacher and they were teaching you different types of methods during your child development program or your different classes about different styles of teaching and you probably were inspired by some of them and then lo and behold you get a job and you're super excited and you go straight into the school system and it is the way that it's always been with a little bit of change technology i mean come on we know there's been a lot of change but you know what the system looks like have you thought about a tried and true different method. Now, I'm going to give you examples of these methods. I just finished reading a book. I'm going to have the author on here on the podcast. We've already spoken. We've got our time to do our interview. Her name is Carrie Strong and she is a homeschooling mom, but was a teacher and has a mom who is a Montessori teacher. Montessori is a method of teaching. And I know that, you know, for an example, in public school, you learn about Kagan and cooperative learning strategies. There's many different strategies. But when I say method, I'm talking about a different perspective in the way that we deliver content as a whole. So if you're feeling bogged down, you're feeling as if something's not working, I encourage you to look Into Now, don't go down a rabbit hole unless you feel intrigued and inspired and don't feel comparison. I want this to spark a love for what you have gotten yourself into in homeschooling or in teaching. Now, if you are a teacher in public education, this is going to be hard for you because you're probably envisioning what learning should look like, but you can't do it. You might feel held back. Or maybe you've never heard of these methods and maybe some of these are going to be like, what? They teach like that, and if you're a homeschooling parent, you may think, oh my gosh, I may not know how to do that, so there's different methods for different people for different children, and in this book by Carrie Strong, You Can Homeschool, she gives many answers and methods and resources for homeschooling parents that you can adapt for your micro school, your co-op, or even if you're a regular public school teacher You can, or private school, you can take these methods and just add in a little bit to increase the dynamic and the inspiration and the love for what you do. Let me go through some of the most well-known methods that you can begin researching to create valuable student learning. One method is called the classical method. This is one of the most popular homeschooling styles and even for those who are creating a homeschool co-op or if you're beginning to homeschool yourself, there are very time-tested educational practices and there are a lot of biblical classical models. There are many benefits that classical education offers because it produces a well-proven educational style that varies in ways that's been around for over thousands of years. There's really great books that are incorporated into the daily learning, reading, language arts, logical and critical thinking. There's, it's very adaptable. There's a lot of choices in student learning. The classical method really gives grammar, logic, and rhetorical practice. I'm not very familiar with classical education, but I do know that many people love this method of teaching and learning. I cannot get into all of these methods and tell you all about them. I mean, we could create an entire podcast. You could even look up classical education podcasts and somebody will do a deep dive on all of them. The point is to research a different way of doing what you're doing. Teaching does not have to look the same as what you have always experienced. Give yourself a dose of inspiration to see how it can be done differently. One of the one most wonderful methods that I thought of whenever I was still in public education, I didn't know that there was a name for it, but I knew that I wanted children. I could see it. I could imagine. I, I knew what I wanted it to sound like children laughing and they're playing in mud and they were just swinging on swing sets and making pictures out of nature materials and rocks and sticks and leaves. And I knew what it looked like, but I didn't know the name of it. And really that is play-based learning and outdoor nature-based learning. I didn't even know there was a thing like that, but there is. So that's another method is play-based learning, nature-based learning, This may not be something that you can incorporate every single day on a daily basis, especially if you are still teaching in public school, but maybe this is a method that you could incorporate on a fun Friday. Or if you're a homeschooling parent, is there one day of the week that you could really start to learn about what it looks like for your children to learn through play and to learn outside and to create things based on nature? So fascinating. Give yourself the opportunity to embrace a new way of doing something whether it's in math or reading or science or art a method that i am very interested in right this moment is the montessori method i am just gobbling up every single thing that i can about the montessori method i'm in love with it there's also the waldorf method they are a tad bit similar but the Montessori method it's gotten me all riled up. It is a philosophy that was founded by Maria Montessori and it is a very hands-on manipulative based instruction that's very visual. The children have a lot of tangible applications and it is very much based on student abilities and interest rather than worksheets grades, those are really not an emphasis at all with Montessori learning. There's Montessori preschools, there's Montessori VPKs, there's Montessori elementary schools, middle schools. It's very rare that you will find a Montessori high school here in the United States, but there are more and more coming along just based on really what Maria Montessori had researched in herself. You don't have to go and get an accreditation to feel as if you have to put these practices into place, but start just Googling Montessori teaching method, YouTube, a day in the life of a Montessori classroom, a day in the life of a Waldorf classroom, and see if any of those spark an interest in what you could begin implementing the next day. As I've been researching more about Montessori methods, I don't have all the manipulatives for Montessori. I don't have the beautiful rugs that each child can lay out and create a personal workspace on. But I love the idea and it did make me start thinking, I wonder if students could just bring in a, in a in their own towel and then they just lay it out and they create their own workspace. And what if I could let go more and more and more and watch them start choosing their activities throughout the day instead of me telling them what to do first. And I do this every October or November. I will start doing this, meaning I will gradually release the students to start picking what they want to start on each day. But I did not start the beginning of the year like that because I was trying to get structure and routine and learning about my students. But now that I know about them and I know their interests and I know their abilities, I know who I need to pull to the side. I know who can get started right away. I know who can make the choices. I know who can work collaboratively together. Now I... Just need to embrace a different method and be okay to let go of what I've always known and what I've always tried and believed that that was the only way of success or the only way of doing it. I cannot wait to get the author of the book, You Can Homeschool by Carrie Strong. She's going to be coming on to the podcast. She also uses Montessori style. Again, her mother was a Montessori in-home preschool teacher. And it's just so incredible to hear her story and how her approach. She was a classroom teacher and she started out doing the traditional, setting up her mother's den to look like a classroom in her classroom at home. And then she really just gave away at what she had always learned and started embracing a new method because she said she had changed her schedule 48 times. And I thought that was so funny because I've done that myself and tried all these various different tactics. And she finally embraced a model that worked really well for her students. So that is the Montessori method. The Waldorf method is another method that I actually spent the weekend researching and really enjoying as well. I'm not necessarily going to begin adapting or adopting a lot of ideas from the Waldorf method, but I do feel it is very inspirational in the way that they use art, the way that they allow the children's abilities to determine when and how they learn. And I really appreciate with the Waldorf method the different writing components that you can intertwine into your curriculum. The Waldorf method does believe and encourages play and imagination and I really do believe that from what I have read it does bring a strong character and critical thinking skills into children's lives so you may be inspired by the Waldorf method there's nothing new under the sun somebody's thought of something that we have created before they just have a name to it now and now you can be like that's what I want to do And you can just start weaving in a few things here and there to keep you inspired there's also the charlotte mason method and that was a method that i began learning about my very first year of homeschooling and it is really about living books and real life experiences in addition i do use the good and the beautiful curriculum I've used it for reading. I've used it for math. It's not what I solely use, but I've seen even gather around can use somewhat of a Charlotte Mason method where there are a lot of narrations to evaluate student learning. There's not a lot of time tests. As a matter of fact, there's none or fill in the blank exercises that we are very much used to but there is very much inspired through the Charlotte Mason method when it comes to exploring in nature, using journals, observing. So check that out, the Charlotte Mason method. Now, If you are a teacher in public school and you are thinking, oh my goodness, these things are not connecting, or maybe you're a homeschool mom and you're like, I am just tired of handwriting not going with what we're reading about and science not going with what we're learning in math and social studies. It just feels so disconnected. Think about the unit study method and how you can start weaving in subjects together because there is so much To be said about unit studies, and I know many teachers who have been teaching for quite a while, they know unit study methods through the whole language experience or the whole language method of learning. So really start to think about how you can create units of study that revolve around a topic or a theme and start weaving in math, science, social studies. For an example, last year we did a unit study on measurement. And all of the students were also learning in science about animal habitats. And so we started researching different animal habitats and creating dog parks. And then we learned about we intertwined government and city regulations by writing a letter to the city council about creating a new dog park and how this could benefit our town and the health of our citizens and animals and then that tied into writing because then they had to create a persuasive writing and then they actually created a model of their own dog park and they named it and they wrote rules and regulations and they had to measure out the turf and what objects they were going to have that were three-dimensional shapes for the animals to play with. So it became this entire unit study that the kids absolutely thoroughly enjoyed. Then they made presentations. We're doing this in Africa as well. We're using the Gather Round curriculum for social studies right now. The students are learning about Africa. They're using scriptures to incorporate with what they're learning in Africa and different geography lessons. They're also creating a project to present with. They're working collaboratively with a group. They are going to be creating a food from this country in Africa. They're studying the landmarks. They're creating a diorama. They're doing a poster board. Then we're going to pull in the families and we're going to have a wonderful celebration of learning about Africa for the past couple of months. Students are going to be presenting. They're going to do a walking museum, they're gonna be dressed in their country, they're gonna have the food, they're gonna have the presentation, they're gonna do a skit, a dance, whatever they want to be able to express their learning. And so that would be an example of the unit study method. I do not use a unit study method every day, all day for every subject. I only use it throughout the school year. So you can see at what point in time you can maybe take a week or two weeks to do a unit study, maybe an apple week, a pumpkin week, tie in math, tie in reading, hot chocolate week and you, or a chocolate week and you learn all about the history of chocolate and do hot cocoa and make chocolate and taste test and do the history of it. It's so fun. The kids love it. So that is another method that has me very excited and looking forward to during the season. There's also the unschooling approach, which is really sweeping through the homeschool community right now. And many co-ops, many micro schools are becoming more of an unschooled approach that you can look into. If you find that your children really enjoy just visual arts, kinesthetic. If you find that you just don't want to be tied down to a strict schedule and you really want to be able to travel and cook and read and play and allow your children to study what what they want to study and just take learning by the reins of where your child's going, you may want to include an unschooling approach. And maybe this isn't something for, like I said, every single day or how you function as a whole, but Could you do a passion project day? Could you do an unschooling day where you say, you know what, today you get to tell mom or you get to tell me what it is that you really want to learn and how you're going to learn it. Let me, show show me with your best shot. See what they come up with. Maybe you could have a day dedicated to this. Maybe a day out of the month. Maybe a certain week where it's an unschooling week and you let your children choose how they want to learn, what they're going to learn, and how they're going to learn it. How cool is that? That when you have your own micro school or you have your own homeschooling business or you are homeschooling yourself, you get to make the rules. You get to change it up. That's awesome. Or maybe you're like me and you want to do an eclectic approach where you want to incorporate all of it because it just sounds so awesome. You don't want to get burned out though. Okay, so take a method, just Google it, put it into Pinterest, put it into YouTube, get some inspiration, try something new. Tell me what you think. I'd love for you to hop on over into our Facebook group. It's Start Your Micro School or Homeschooling Business. And I'd love for you to tell us what it is that you are going to embrace with this homeschooling approach or a new method of teaching that you can begin incorporating into your daily lessons. I'll see you there. It's start your micro school or homeschooling business. And until then, keep shining your teacher light. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the virtual teacher's lounge known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.